Have you ever thought about all the ways you could die? We have. Grab a drink that's good enough to die for. And let's get gruesome. Welcome to Drinks with Death. Okay. Hello, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm just fabulous. Fabulous. Sweating my ass off because it's already... It's, it is so hot. It is so, freaking so furnace. hot. It's when it's just, only 96 degrees and you're like, oh my God, it feels amazing out. <laughs> I know, right? I know. that's so. That was awful. Yes. It's just yeah. been so terrible. I don't know what the summer, I mean, the summer is just going to be complete hell, but it's fine. It's fine. It's going to be fine. It'll all be fine. It's fine. De- death by 100 degree heat? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, you ready to do this? I'm ready. Although okay, so, I don't know what we're doing, so you're mm, going to tell me. Yep. <laughs> um, last week, I went to the beach with some friends. We went to Port Aransas. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd do something a little beachy. beachy? Okay. So tonight, we're doing Death by Cruise Ship. Oh, oh, oh. Are you going on a cruise ship? I'm no, sorry. No, I've never cause... been on a cruise, and I've pretty much refused mm-hmm. to ever go on one. Nope. And then COVID, nope. after COVID, I'm like, yeah, definitely nope. not going now. Nope. I went on one when I was 13, and it was the last one I'll probably ever be on in my life. Yeah, the reason that I don't want to go on one is because of the people. I don't I don't like people that much. I know that's horrible, but... No, I mean, you're close quarters. I know, you're very yeah, close quarters. Like and, I mean, between the virus, you know, viruses going around and being stranded, I, no, just yeah. no. Mm-mm. It's a hard no for me. Yeah. So, um, well, let's uh, let's start drinking. Okay, and let's tell us what this what is. What I picked today is called the Caribbean Cruise. Okay, that's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like a, <laughs> a Caribbean cr- cruise cocktail for sure. <laughs> Very appropriate. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, I got my recipe from the Tipsy Bartender. Okay. And it is just super beachy. It is an ounce of vodka. Mm-hmm. Quarter ounce of rum, a quarter ounce of coconut rum, and four ounces of pineapple juice. Do a little splash of grenadine, shake it uh, in a shaker filled with ice, and then uh, strain into a glass with some fresh ice. And you can garnish with a pineapple wedge or cherry. And sounds uh, good. I'm ready. I'm ready to pretend I'm back on the beach. Me too. I'm ready too. All right, All right. let's do it. Cheers. Clink, clink. Cheers. Mm, yep. That's really good. Yep, it just tastes exactly what you think it tastes like. It tastes exactly like you think it would. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. good. It's like a it's like a non creamy pina colada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has that um, Hawaiian tropic suntan lotion yeah. taste. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about? No, I, I always <laughs> love it when my drinks taste like sunscreen. Right. Yeah. Sure. Uh huh. <laughs> I like when I when I smell like my drinks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's get going okay, here. Okay, let's go. So Scare us first, even more about the cruise ships. Let's oh, do it. Man, right? <laughs> oh, not nope, not gonna happen. So we're gonna go uh, into some facts about death and injury on cruise ships. Okay. And I got this information from the International Journal of Travel, Medicine, and Global Health. And there was a study conducted from two thousand to 2019 
and the obtained this information from 78 different ocean and river cruise lines. Okay. In these nine years, there were 623 reported deaths. Wow. Out of these deaths, 89% were passenger deaths and 11% were crew deaths. Okay. The United States residents from the United States accounted for 61% of the passenger deaths. Wow. Yeah. So 18% of crew deaths from India, 17% from the Philippines, and that, those were the highest reported uh, crew deaths. Are, are Americans typically, the? do we usually um, take up most of the space on cruise ships anyways? Probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know about, I mean, probably. That's a good question. This doesn't really say the percentage globally, but that's a very high number. Yeah. So I would imagine so. Um, but, you know, falls overboard or onto lower decks represented Ugh. 23%. Ugh. Suicide, murder, and terrorist attacks uh, comprised 19% of deaths. And then there were 18% natural causes, 16% cardiac incidents, and, um, yeah. Oh, they don't put uh, the cardiac incidents in with natural causes? They don't. Isn't that interesting? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the deaths occurred on Carnival Cruise Lines. So 29% happened on Carnival Cruise Lines, 12% happened on Royal Caribbean Cruises, and 10% on Norwegian Cruise Line. Hmm. Sorry, Carnival. It's not looking good for you. It actually makes me just, that that begs the same question, is how well, how many more cruise lines does Carnival have than the others you know what i mean that's like true they, because they have like so many different so many different levels and and different cruise ships and so mm -hmm. they probably have the most that's yeah. probably you're right that's probably why um i will say i'm going to give you a little trigger warning um throughout the episode there will be some discussion of suicide mm -hmm. so i'm just going to put that suicide um trigger warning in here that we will be talking about it throughout today okay now, our first story. In September of 2002, Diane Brimble departed Sydney, Australia on the P&O Pacific Sky with her daughter, as well as Diane's sister and her daughter. One evening, Diane, who was 42, left to go to the nightclub, but she did not return to her cabin. Her sister, Alma, was called to the ship's medical center the next morning and was informed that Diane had died. Whoa. The next morning? She yes. She was found naked mm. on the floor of a cabin that four men were occupying. Oh, no. Yes. Now, just to add insult to injury, the three family members had to stay on the ship for two more days oh. before they could disembark and fly back home to Australia. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And what eventually came out was that... They discovered drugs. Basically, she'd been roofied. So they had given her um, right. drugs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, in her drink. She'd already been drinking. And then they'd given her, um, they they were calling it, it, I've heard it called, they said they gave her a date rate drug, but I also heard it fantasy ecstasy. So I'd never heard it, anything called that before. Mm -mm. And so, so she that did, was, she did not know these men at all. Like she had no association with them dur during her time on this cruise ship. It was just 
happenstance. She did that- not. She did not. And so obviously they were the four, you know, they were the four leading suspects. It kind of created um, a bit of a, you know, a media storm about what happened. So ultimately, the men that room, the cabin that she was found right, in. Right, the four men, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So three of them were eventually charged. In September of 2008, they charged three different men with her death. And um, one of them, and this gentleman named Mark Wilhelm, he uh, was basically the main guy who gave her the drugs. He supplied the drugs to her. He slipped into her drink. Um, and he was charged with manslaughter and supplying a prohibited drug and the other two with perverting the course of justice, uh, which was a, a lesser charge than their... just manslaughter. Yeah. And the trial of that first charge ended up with a hung jury. So they were unable to reach a verdict. Oh. And then in 2010, the following year, they had a second trial and he ultimately pleaded guilty uh, to a alternative charge of manslaughter, um, which said that he did cause uh, Diane Brimble to take the drug. <sighs> which but led to her the, death. I mean, I don't understand right. why. Like, okay. Yes. <sighs> but the judge refused to accept the plea, saying, I cannot allow him to plead guilty to a matter he did not commit, and he did not commit this. Whoa, what? Yeah. So it was, it was, so like was I it said, the, it was... Was it the wrong guy? I mean, was it, this a situation where they didn't, I think it was, or? she was there, she was drinking, um, he didn't think that what he was doing was going to kill her. I mean, isn't that like the definition of manslaughter, though? I mean, yeah, and... <laughs> Not the definition, uh, but like... How did she, that, wait, how did she die again? Like, I know she was found in their room, but did you say, was, like, her actual cause of death? It was basically a a, a a drug overdose. Oh, did they rape her? Or they what they had was um, I believe consensual sex after because, he roofied her. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me a break. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, we can move along if you'd like. That's that's really frustrating. <laughs> It's yes. And I, I'm sorry, I, there's a lot of stories here. So I, we could go into this one and we could have a whole episode just on this one. We could have a whole episode just about every one of these stories. So I do apologize in advance if you feel um, slighted by some of these stories <laughs> in the detail, but there are a lot of stories. Um, I will say that because of this and the media coverage and the trials of the men, um, it did result in stricter measures and security, including drug-sniffing dogs, while passengers are boarding cruise ships. Oh, well, that's So that's good. something okay. that came out of it. Okay, yeah. Now we're going to get into some couples, uh, newlywed and, and married couple incidents. Oh, okay. So, yes, this first one was a newlywed fight. In 2013, Paul Rossington and Kristen Schroeder uh, who I guess they weren't technically newlyweds yet, they, but they were recently engaged. Mm-hmm. And they were traveling on the Carnival Spirit cruise ship. Now, witnesses heard and saw them arguing at dinner, and they were also caught on security cameras arguing in the ship's casino before going back to their cameras. Security cameras show Ms. Schroeder climbing over the balcony railing of their cabin and clinging to the outside of it before slipping from the fifth-level balcony. She went down and struck level three and then a lifeboat before 
her body fell into the ocean. Wait, when? what year was this? I feel like I heard about this. 2013. So yes, it was not that long I, ago. I, I, okay. You remember I, this? I think I remember I, this. See, some yeah. of these I remember, some of them I don't. I don't remember this one. So um, her fiancé, who was naked at the time, uh, was seen on the security camp- cameras, excuse me, um, said executing what is deemed a security dive. I tried to look into what a security dive actually is, and I, I did not come up with anything. But I guess it looked like he was diving into the Tasman Sea to save her. Oh. And But unfortunately, they didn't find either of them. Oh, they no. Had, he went in. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So he went in after her, and there was an intensive air and sea search of over – um, 1,700 square kilometers. Wow. But they never found them, and they figured there was no chance that either of them survived for very long in the in the sea. Oh, my gosh. That's I awful. Know. That is awful. I mean, <sighs> why? I don't know why you would climb over the balcony. I, I, don't, get, know, I don't know. Just, she sounds like she was just really drunk, right? She was I'm just sure alcohol was involved. Yeah. I think alcohol was involved in... 99% of these stories. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. The next couple happened, uh, this happened in 1988. Okay. Karen Waltz, 26, was married to a chiropractor named Dr. Scott Robin, who's 36. And they went on a honeymoon cruise. It was a seven-day honeymoon cruise to Mexico on the Sundance Cruises, which was a uh, part of the Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Okay. Now, her newlywed husband, Scott, uh, he claimed that Karen had gone overboard after a hard gust of wind hit her as they were jogging around the ship's jogging track. Mm. But the crew said, there is no wind. We we have, you know, they're... They track the wind. They're on they a They track boat. the wind. <laughs> they're they're very boat. precise yeah. about these things. And they monitor, they track it, and they said, mm, Nope, there were there was nothing above five miles per hour that that oh night. Oh my gosh, no! And so he became the prime suspect because it had that was been not a believable said, story, right? Yes, mm-hmm. not at all. But that he had already been angry with his wife at dinner for eating sweets and for not knowing which utensil to use. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Problematic. So after this, of course, a full investigation was launched. This story is crazy. Again, another one we could do an entire episode on. So he, when he was talking with investigators, he had scratch marks on his face. <laughs> and he just uh, chalked it up to a raunchy sex life. What? Mm-hmm. And then he tried to blame her death on Israeli assassins. <laughs> he said that he wrote a book. <laughs> Um, that well, about human rights violations in Israel. Oh my and, gosh. And uh, this they must made him have been a after him. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this was the result of an assassination plot. Okay, uh, nobody believed him. Yeah. Nobody okay, believed him, and he was sentenced to life in prison. However, that sentence was reduced to 33 years. Um, I would just like to point out that his book that was so problematic and and and, and such a whistleblower kind of book. Mm-hmm. That had his got his wife killed by Israeli assassins. Right. Had sold one copy. Oh, my God. Before the cruise. <laughs> one copy. It sounds like a real threatening book. <laughs> I don't think that was the problem. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. 
This is another um, couple that came to their demise on a cruise ship. Now, this is the husband and wife succumbed in this one. This was Darla Mellinger Banner, 56, and John Banner, 56. And they were from Salem, Ohio. Now, originally, not originally, excuse me, but but pre a few years before, they had the police called, the local police had been called because Darla had been stabbed with a knife. Mm-hmm. And what happened was it said that they were newlyweds and they had just um, come home from their honeymoon cruise and he had found an old military knife in his closet. And he was walking out of the closet and he tripped on the rug, walking into the bedroom to show his wife and he fell towards his wife, who was sitting on the bed, and the knife plunged into her chest. In her but chest? It ca- yes, but it caused a non-life-threatening injury. And so the police just chalked it up to a freak accident. An accident. Okay. All right. So a little suspicious there, but okay. Uh-huh. Well, the following year, the couple went on another cruise um, out of Tampa, Florida, and they were going on a two-week cruise to celebrate the Easter holiday. Um, let's see, they were going towards Puerto Rico and they found that it was a murder suicide. Oh, so no. yes, he basically, they found that Darla had been stabbed to death in her cabin and then John was also dead. Oh my gosh. Wait, how, how did he die? It didn't say, I guess he just, I'm assuming he slit his wrists if he had a knife. I'm pretty Oof. sure you can't bring guns on a cruise ship with you. Oh, man. Yeah. That is, <laughs> I mean, ugh. why do people go on these cruises to do these? That, like, why would you, why did they go on the cruise just to end up doing I, that to yourself, you know, and your I, wife? I don't. I I don't even, I don't even know where to go with this. I yeah, don't, okay. I mean, if your husband walks out of a closet and stabs you in the chest with a knife, I feel like that's a big red flag. And maybe <laughs> you don't want to be alone with him anymore. Yeah. I don't know, get on a cruise ship with him. Yeah, I mean, she was there. She would have known whether that was an accident or not an accident. I, I mean, and, okay, well, anyways, okay. That's a, that's maybe a really- it was another freak accident and he tripped and this time that he killed her. <laughs> And he was so distraught. <laughs> Guy really needs to stop walking around with knives. <laughs> I mean, for real. I don't know why he had a knife with him. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Okay. This is our one more, excuse me. This is one more uh, marriage gone wrong on a cruise ship. In 2009, Shirley McGill and her husband were on a cruise. His name was Robert. And they were celebrating her 55th birthday. But one night, halfway into the cruise, they were heard arguing, and he violently murdered her. He basically strangled her to death with his bare hands. Yes. And he ended up confessing, saying, you know, to to the FBI who were questioning him before he was taken off the ship that um, he did it with his bare hands. In the bathroom. But then he ended up pleading not guilty. What? Yeah. Now, I believe what happened was that he got a defense lawyer. Mm -hmm. And they came up with a defense. And listen to this. 
So (laughs) according to the AP, the defense lawyer argued that his clients hallucinated after drinking a half bottle of mezcal and seven or eight beers. He was so intoxicated that he had to be helped up the gangway after drinking in Cabo. McGill said he believed a scorpion that was in the mezcal bottle had, quote unquote, set him off. The U.S. Chief District Judge Irma Gonzalez said, she didn't buy that scorpion made me do it excuse. (laughs) So the court also noted, yeah, after killing his wife, McGill cleaned himself up and went to the upper deck and smoked a cigar. Oh, my gosh. Other accounts, yeah, reported that he ordered a bucket of beer and continued drinking. With his um, wife strangled to death uh on the floor Uh of the bathroom. Yeah. I Did you say this was their honeymoon? Or was that another story that you no, said that? that was another honeymoon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How long had they been married? Do you know? They were like high school sweethearts. Oh. I know. They've gosh. been together for a very long time. So, I mean, I think it was a half bottle of mezcal and all the beers made you do it. I don't think there was anything in that scorpion. No. I mean, are we seeing a theme here, people? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're seeing a theme. You got to be careful with the drinking. It doesn't get any better because in our next story, a gentleman in 2013 named Birdie Africa was found at the bottom of a hot tub on a Carnival cruise ship. Um, He had a very high blood alcohol level, and apparently he slid beneath the water and drowned. While a crowd of lookers were were, of onlookers were were there. So yeah, it was this is the most problematic thing. People were there, and I don't think they realized that he had gone under and was drowning and dying. And they just, nobody really reacted at first. And then, finally, um, somebody went over, a doctor came over and saw passengers and crew just looking on. And they were like, "Um, you need to pull the body out. Oh, and the crew, too? The crew was also just like... I think they didn't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what was no, happening. Know what to- I don't know. Uh, but it just sounded like there was confusion uh, and chaos and people didn't know quite what to do until a doctor came on um, and said, he said, pull the body out. And then apparently um, this doctor who wanted to rena- remain anonymous said that uh, right, a nurse <laughs> uh, had a defibrillator and didn't want to use it because she wasn't sure if it was safe to use on a wet body. Oh, no. What? 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 Yeah. So many problems here. Why didn't the doctor use it? Well, I think eventually they did, but at first the I, I don't know. It the timeline of this story doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, I guess yeah, I don't know. But it's yes. So hot tubs, alcohol. I think we I feel like we've covered that before. Yes, we have. There was another yes, there's yes, we have. Yeah. Um, hot and alcohol do not go together very well. They do not. Whether whether it's outside heat or hot tub heat. <laughs> right. Oh, and speaking of stories we've covered before, your elevator story was actually on my list. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that immediately when you said mm-hmm. cruise ship because those pictures of that. Ugh, I did not look at those pictures. The um, elevator. Yeah. The elevator. Yeah. That was, those were so gross. That was a some of the Some of the goriest. Man. Yeah, some of the goriest pictures I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, nope, not going back to look at those. But a 66-year-old man who was um, a crew member of the crew was working mm-hmm. on the elevator for some, some yep. routine work and elevator. Go back and listen to Death by Elevator for that one because 
That was a gruesome episode. My Death by elevator goodness. was definitely gruesome. But I'm still more scared of escalators than yeah. elevators. So <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Ugh, I don't know. Anywho, let's move on. Now, in November of 2015, this is another crazy story. Bernardo Garcia Texiera, who's 31, was presumed dead after he fell into the water um, while on a Royal Caribbean cruise with his husband. So they saw him fall into the water. Yes. And this, okay. you know me, and I, you know, I don't like to look at pictures and videos. I actually did see a video. The video I, of him falling into I the water? I did see, yes. I'm, is, proud of, I'm proud of you for doing the full research. <laughs> Thanks. It was, mm, anyway, <laughs> I don't like to do things, but. It was kind of an accident, but anyway. So he and his husband, they they actually, the crew had come to their cabin because they had, there were complaints of domestic disturbance. And so the, oh. the, the crew had come to check on them. They said the room is in disarray. Two lamps in the room were broken. Um, oh. the, uh, the victim, Bernardo, was on the balcony. His husband was inside the room. They were fighting. And... What happened was Bernardo was on the balcony and then he went over the side of the railing and was saying, I'm going to jump because of what you're doing. But they were blaming the crew, saying that the crew were, they were accusing them of using anti-gay slurs and remarks and just being very ugly towards them this whole time. That's so, why would you say I'm going to jump to my death because you're, well, that's what it's. I'm. I, I'm just a little confused. Was he saying that to the crew? That's what his husband was making it sound like he was yelling at the crew. But was he saying that to his husband? I'm not sure. But then he jumped, or slipped. Says he jumped, but there was a lifeboat below, so he landed on the lifeboat. Oh no! And way. so they're like, "Get him! Get him!" So the crew, there's crew down there trying to get him. Well, he's on the lifeboat and he slips. And so he's hanging from the edge. And so he's hanging from this like rafter surrounding the lifeboat and they're trying to get him and he just slipped and he went into the ocean. And it's a whole, the whole thing is horrific. I, I mean, I cannot even imagine witnessing that happened to a loved one. But it, he immediately, his, his husband immediately calls somebody. There's a video which is, this was the weird thing, is that they had set up a camera in their cabin. What? And so it filmed it. So you see a video and he immediately is like, he's crying, he's distraught. He calls somebody and is like, you need to call authorities, call a lawyer. They were here, they were harassing him. He just fell off. He went overboard. They're not stopping. I mean, this is like minutes after this happened. Whoa. It was very, very strange. That's so, so bizarre, I feel like. Yes. Um it was very, it really was. And so, so the, the lawyer for the family said that, you know, the ship's crew were making homophobic comments towards both of them um, and that they were just harassing them. But other accounts say this gentleman had been seen in the bar. He was very drunk. He was picking fights with others. They mm -hmm. were fighting with each other. And then the other weird thing is they were both filming this whole incident before. So they both had their cameras out or their phones out. They were both filming it. 
And so people are, but there's no film of the crew saying Ever harassing anything them or derogatory. Saying anything. Yeah. And so people were questioning, saying, well, why don't you have any footage of, of the harassment? There's just footage of this kind of, you know, you two climactic yeah. incident. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was very, very sad and tr- ugh, very tragic, especially since I saw it. Blech. But that So was, wait, he went into the water and then they mm-hmm. never found him? No, I think they were not. I, yeah, I, I'm sure. I don't know if they did a search. I don't know. You know, I, I know there's. I mean, that's kind of weird because but, it's like they, they, he, they would have seen him fall. They were, they were trying to get to him so they would have literally seen him fall into the water so i don't understand how that I think happens they did where- and then they um they never found him and so i think it's how presumed- that's so who knows i mean i would imagine if you're in the wake the ship's moving at a decent clip mm. and you know by the time you get a boat out there, you call in a helicopter. I mean, you know, like, I yeah, don't know it's not how like, you... It's not like you can just, like, circle back around. <laughs> it's not like somebody's going <laughs> to yeah. jump in the water and go after you, you know? That's not yeah. how that works. Um, and I'm sure throwing a life preserver when you're going quickly, you're not... It's not going to reach them. I, I don't know. I can't even imagine. But there was, there was a movie. What It was a... I don't think it was Pearl Harbor. It was some World War II movie... I don't remember which one it was. I think Ryan Felipe was in it. But I just remember they were on a big carrier, like a big a big Navy boat, and they were all on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of, jo- you know, like messing around, and one of them falls overboard. And they're like, oh, you know, Smith fell off. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, Smith fell off. We got to get him. And the boat was like, just kept going. And nobody stopped, and they just left him there. And everyone Whoa. kind of got real serious. I was like, "Whoa!" I don't know why that scene just like really stuck with me. And I was like, "Holy shit!" They just left that guy behind. <laughs> oh my god! I don't remember what well, movie I mean, that was. Somebody out yeah. there is listening and maybe knows. But anyway, I, I, I don't. I'm sure that there is a procedure, and if I was better at doing my research, I would have looked in to see what the cruise ship procedure was. You were much better at doing this research, and you would have been like, um, this is what cruise ships do when somebody falls <laughs> overboard, because it happens so often. But, you know, like there was that couple who she fell off, and then he dove in after her. Yes. I mean, they had an air search. They did an air yep. search for them. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm so, it's, it's strange to me, but... I think it also depends on what ship you're on and your crew. Maybe. That seems like the protocol would be standardized across, like, at least mm-hmm. Carnival would have the same protocol and Royal Caribbean would have the same protocol, or Royal would have the, whatever they are. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Um. All right. So. Another bizarre cruise ship death story. Super, super <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. This one is, I think it's one of, like, a parent's worst nightmare. Is and this was an adult child, but <laughs> there was a family. Oh, no. I thought who, you were, <laughs> totally did not think that situation you were going. I know, but there, that. <laughs> um, it there was a family on the Royal uh, Caribbean's Rhapsody of the Seas in 1998, okay. and their daughter Amy Lynn, who was 24 at the time, had gone out partying. She was at the club. 
And her father said she returned to the cabin and he saw her there at 530. And it said what I was understanding that it was the stateroom's balcony. Now, your stateroom is your room, right? Or is that that's not a shared space, right? I have no idea. I've never been on a cruise. Don't know anything about that. Well, said the stateroom balcony. She was outside just relaxing. He saw her. He he turned around for a minute. He went inside for a minute and he turned around and she was gone. And he went into Whoa. a room. So maybe it might have been like a share, but maybe it was like oh, a, maybe big it was balcony. a shared room. It was yeah. like a share balcony, but they had their own room and like a living space. And then he went and she was gone. And that was the last time he ever saw her. He looked in the room. They started looking around the boat. And then and they he reported her right immediately. Away, I assume. Yeah. Immediately yeah. they yeah. went and they were get, heading towards port. And they begged the crew. They said, please do not dock. Please do not port until and, and don't let anyone off until we find her. And yeah. they didn't. They were like, nope. And they docked and people disembarked. And then they never saw her again. And their worry was that she was basically sold into sex slavery, that she was oh kidnapped and sold into slavery. Mm. Um, they said that she was getting a lot of attention from the crew. The father said that one night he remembered one of the waiters asked Amy her name, and he said that they wanted to take her to Carlos and Charlie's restaurant when they ship stocked in Aruba. And he, the father asked the daughter about it, and she's like, I would never go anywhere with them. Those people give me – or the waiters and the crew, or they're giving me the creeps. Well, oh. the weird, weird thing is, is that Carlos and Charlie's in Aruba is where Natalie Holloway – Oh, my gosh. Was last seen when she disappeared in 2005. Now, we know what happened to her, but still weird, right? Yeah, very weird. Um, They didn't see her again. They let everyone disembark. They're worried that she was, you know, kidnapped and sold for sex slavery. In 1999, a Navy man came forward saying that he saw a woman in a brothel and said her name was Amy Bradley. Oh. And this is what I'm... Where? Where where was the brothel? Somewhere in the Caribbean area, Aruba. He saw her. She asked for help, and he was afraid that he was going to get in trouble, so he didn't help her. But then he saw a picture of her, and he was like, oh, crap. Yeah, that was her. In trouble? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he was in a brothel, I guess. I'm like, isn't that that like a known fact that... (laughs) What if you're the in the hell? Navy and you're in port, you're gonna well, go. Well, he he probably would have got. He, maybe he would have gotten in trouble, but you also could have saved someone's life and returned a daughter to her family. Mm-hmm. Like I know, what yes. the fuck? I mean, it's so frustrating. Um, so that's I know maddening. In 2005, a group fighting for victims of sex traffickers found what they thought was a picture of Amy Lynn posing on a bed in her underwear. And they did send it to the family saying, we think this is her. And, but there, that didn't come out of, you know, that nothing came out of that. They just think they found her. Um, and then another, somebody claiming to be a Navy SEAL and knowing where she was said that they could go in and rescue her. And they paid this person $200,000. Oh my gosh. No. And they scammed him. 
I mean, oh. remember yeah, last week when we were talking about death by lottery and the like, most worthless, worthless, despicable, special evil place people. in hell for these people. That's that's top of the list right mm-hmm. there. This guy, so oh awful. Gosh. But you know, this poor family. They're like, we'll do anything. We want our daughter back. They're like, it doesn't. Like, yeah, it sucks, but, like, what do you do? Of course, you're not going to say no. Well, and that's exactly what he just profited yeah. on. He profited mm-hmm. on their desperation. They, he knew they were super vulnerable to that type of a a promise, yeah. you know? Yep. And oh, man, that's awful. So they ne- they've never gotten her back. They don't know no, anything. They haven't. I did, when I was reading about this, there are a lot of deep dives into this story it looks like there's a lot of podcasts that cover it mm-hmm. um so if anyone's are there any other incidents of people of it seems like if they're going to traffic from cruise ships which mm-hmm. seems like it could be kind of a um um i i don't know an easy way to commit yeah. such a crime um it, but did you was there is there any evidence that that's a, that's something that happens i didn't come across any i would imagine i would think the same thing i would think that that is you know very easy but maybe maybe i mean this was back in 1998 so this was a while ago and maybe it is hard maybe it's because of just kind of tracking passengers and security footage and camera it's a lot harder to do that now so maybe it's not now maybe maybe back before all of the security cameras and footage um right maybe it it was easier um but this is the only story i came across okay okay now this is my last story and this was about a ship called achilles lauro and this was in the 80s 1985 and this was a ship that had just i mean it had it was like a storied history of fires and you know deaths and there's all kinds of things that happen on this ship but in 1985, in October, four armed Palestinian terrorists hijacked the Achille Loro in the Mediterranean Sea near Egypt. There were through 320 crew members and 80 passengers were taken hostage. Now, the reason the number of passengers was so low is that hundreds of passengers had already disembarked the cruise ship earlier that day because they went to visit Cairo. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So these men identified themselves as members of the Palestine uh, Palestine uh, Liberation Front, and they demanded the release of 50 Palestinian militants imprisoned in Israel. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually they shot and killed a gentleman named Leon Klinghoffer. He was 69 years old. He was a Jewish American, and he was oh. confined to a wheelchair. As a result of a stroke, and they shot him and then pushed his body over in the wheelchair. Come on. I know. I know. There's This is a whole other long story, and I'm sure Johan's going to be really disappointed that I didn't go into it because he totally remembers this. And He does? He does. I mean, he called the name of the ship. What? I was like, I don't remember this at all. Um but neither do i it's, again all of these stories you could do an entire episode on there there is just so much i can't believe he detail. knew the name of this ship that's i know he's like an elephant <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the stories i have it just was some weird i mean there are so many stories of people falling overboard um you know you didn't even cover the one that i think is absolutely the most tragic one. Oh, i know about the toddler 
And the grandfather. Yes. I purposely avoided that one. Um, I think most of us remember that We've all heard it. horrific story. And I just didn't even want to go down there. Didn't want to go down that road. So. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. That story is just. It's yeah that that I mean talk about that is what that is a parent's nightmare like that that vision and I, think I mean he was, even I would have that was, vision. He was charged, wasn't he? Charged he was. and con- and convicted of something. Okay, mm-hmm. well, anyways, um, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot. I'm sure there are a lot of of overboards and um, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with alcohol, like you said before. Yes, but. a lot of these had alcohol. Yep. So um, you know, if you're gonna go on a cruise this summer. Be careful. Don't drink too much. Watch out where you, you know, when you're at the club, be careful. Be be mindful of your surroundings and who you're around. Stay away from the edge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never been on a cruise. I've said that already several times, but um, I have to imagine that most people would probably say about a cruise that it's hard to understand how someone could just fall overboard. Because mm-hmm. of the railings yeah. and because of you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I I I feel like most people probably would say, like that's crazy. I don't know how you would fall overboard. Um, it actually is very on a hard cruise ship. to fall overboard. Yeah, it, I would it, think they would design mm-hmm. it to be very difficult yes, to is. fall overboard. Yes, and none of the stories that. and none of the stories that you that you spoke about were actually people who just fell overboard. I mean, there are people who were climbed mm-hmm. on the other yep. side of railings, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the gust of wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or <clears throat> I was pushed by my husband. Right. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But none that just like accidentally like tripped and fell overboard. Like that's not. No, that's very, that'd be very hard to do. Yes. So right. You are either. Highly intoxicated, and you get a little too um, risk adverse, and you start climbing things. Mm-hmm. Um, or right. yes, you're married to a psychopath, and they psychopath. Kill you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, I guess in in addition to being careful about drinking too much, watch out for your spouse. Yeah, they I might mean, try I to say, kill you. <laughs> if you guys aren't getting along real well, then going on a um, yeah. In a really confined space for a long time where you can't get away from each other is maybe not maybe not a great idea. Okay. So my sources are from history.com, all that's interesting, insider.com, listverse.com, the tipsy bartender, and the international journal of <laughs> travel medicine and global health. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long one. Okay. Hey, real quick, my third story about Karen Waltz, who was supposedly uh, carried off by a gust of wind and or assassinated by um, Israeli assassins, I had an error in the name. It was Dr. Scott Robin Roston, not Scott Robin. My bad. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Lovin. That was pretty interesting. I wasn't going to get on a cruise anyways, but I'm definitely not now. Definitely not now, (laughs) for sure. All right, people, tell us what we missed and how I screwed up these stories tonight. Um, Sorry, there was a lot of stories. So email us at drinkswithdeathpodcast at gmail.com and let me know how I messed it all up. (laughs) Um, Or follow us on Instagram or Facebook, drinkswithdeathpodcast. All right, you guys have fun. Be safe this summer. All right, love y'all. Love you, loving. Bye.